Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is February 3rd, and our chapter reading for today is Exodus chapter 8. Well, the plot thickens. You see, God was going to bring all together 10 plagues. Now, when we get to chapter 12, we're going to see the fascinating way in which the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, have remembered these plagues down through the centuries to teach it to their children. Because God said in chapter 12, we're going to set up a memorial because this is the night that I want you to remember. It's different than all of the nights before. Before and all of the nights after. This is the night when I will pass through the land, and when I see the blood of the Passover lamb, I will pass over you. And God did that. And they remembered all that it took to get to that point. We've only had one plague, and Pharaoh's heart is growing hard. In chapter 8, we have more plagues. The second plague is the plague of frogs. And God said, go to Pharaoh and say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may worship me, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all of your territory with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into your house. Now that gives me the willies just thinking about that. Into your bedroom, onto your bed. Well, let me just tell you, they would have the bed. I wouldn't be in it. Into the houses of your servants and on your people and in your ovens into your kneading bowls. There's going to be frogs, frogs, frogs everywhere. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and said to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, over the ponds, and cause the frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up the frogs on the land of Egypt. Now, we're beginning to see things change. Just hold on. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord, ask the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Accept the honor of saying, When I shall intercede for you, for your servants and for your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your homes, that they may remain in the river only. Only. So he said tomorrow, and he said, let it be according to your word. In other words, he said, when do you want these frogs gone? He said, well, tomorrow. He said, well, let it be according to your word that you may know that there is no one like Hashem. There's no one like the covenant God of the Hebrews. And the frogs shall depart from you, from your houses, from your servants, from your people, They'll remain in the river only. 
Moses said, you tell me when you want these frogs gone. I'll show you at the time you say that's when. And the Pharaoh said, well, let's get rid of them tomorrow. Moses said, that's exactly what will happen. And it was. So the Lord did according to the word of Moses when Moses asked him to remove the frogs. And the frogs died out of the houses, out of the courtyards, out of the fields. And they gathered them together in heaps and the land stank. There's that word again. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, in other words, when he got over the crisis, he hardened his heart and did not heed them as the Lord had said. Be careful about judging Pharaoh here too harshly. How many times if you said, oh, God, if you'll just get me through this, I'll serve you. God, you just get me over this financial crisis. I'll be faithful to give and tithe. And God, you just get my family through this. And God, if you'll just heal me of this sickness. God, if you'll just relieve this. Well, God relieved Pharaoh and Pharaoh didn't keep his promise. Be careful what we vow to God. It's better to not make a vow than to vow to God something and then not fulfill it. The third plague lasts. So the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land so that it will become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so, and Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. If you've ever been in the desert and been in the Sinai, any of that area in the Middle East, uh, Egypt, except for that diluvian fan that you have there in the Nile Delta, Egypt can be a very dusty place. And the scripture says that all the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land. Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lies, but look at this. Uh-oh, now I just took the third plague. First two, they had their own tricks and illusions they could do, but now they couldn't do this. And so there were lies on man and beast. And the magician said to Pharaoh, hey, We can't do this. This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord has said. Now, here's when the magicians began to see this is not an ordinary man. This is not an ordinary person that's coming up. God Almighty is with him, and this is the finger of God. Pharaoh, you better listen. Verse 20. The fourth plague, flies. Can you imagine lice and then flies? Lice. Has lice ever gotten in your family? I mean, it is shave heads. It is turn the house upside down. You've got to wash everything. You've got to treat it a certain way. Everybody has to be treated. Lice is no respecter of persons. And just right on top of that, the Lord said to Moses, rise early in the morning, stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water and say, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me or else if you will not let my people go. Behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and on your people into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also on the ground where they stand. But look at verse 22. 
And in that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land, and I will make a difference between my people and your people. Now, God is increasing. He's upping the ante, so to speak. He's saying, Pharaoh, now look. Your little whippersnapper magicians can do these tricks, but why didn't they do something here when it came to the lice? Now, why don't they do something? Notice what I'm doing, Pharaoh. You see, I can not only tell the flies to come, but I can tell them where to go and and set the boundaries. After all, folks. He's the one that set the boundaries for the oceans. He's the one that put gravity in our atmosphere. He is the one that does it all. He hung the earth as a circle in midair, according to the prophet Isaiah. God can do anything. He said, I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. And the land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. Look at this. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God in the land. In other words, stay in the land of Egypt, do whatever you need to. Moses said, It's not right to do so, for we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. If we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, they will stone us. Won't they stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he's commanded us. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Please intercede for me. Do something. These flies are eating me alive. Then I just threw that in there. And then Moses said, Indeed, I am going out from you, and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from you tomorrow, Pharaoh, from his servants and from the people, but let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully anymore in not letting the people go to sacrifice. You see, he had already played this game once before. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord, and the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. Look at this. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, neither would he let the people go. Now God is increasing the pressure. Now there is a separation, and this separation is going to continue. It is going to be just the plagues against the Egyptians. Now the stage is set. God can separate daylight from darkness. God can separate the land from one part to another. God can cut something right down the middle. You see, the Lord is showing that he indeed is God of all the earth. He is God of the elements. He is God of the insects. He's God of even the flies. He can command and they will do whatever he says. After all, he is the creator. 
As I've told you before, I believe the Bible is the Word of God from Genesis 1 all the way through. I don't start just believing the Bible is the Word of God in Genesis chapter 3 or Genesis 12 or Matthew 1. Either God's the Creator or the Bible is inaccurate. God is the creator of heaven and earth. He created everything there is. There is no room for transmutive evolution. There is no room whatsoever. God created everything as the Bible says he did, or God's mistaken, and he's not God at all. You see, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, I can tell you what we can do. We can believe the God of the Bible because God is always accurate. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.